I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. It takes more than hard work to be a success in life. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. You gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to you on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? The answer to both of those questions are yes and hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workingyourgameuniversity.com. Now, you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development, where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0. That is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people, as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic one called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip will be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com if 
you a want to know if i'm going to write anymore yes i am i'm going to write as a matter of fact every month i'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused sharp and on point and b you want to work with me directly you want to be able to talk to me every week get your questions answered get your challenges handled and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are all of that happens in my bulletproof mastermind all information and you're going to get started by going to work on your game university.com right now you are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, we're not done. You get to use those personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together to a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella, one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is sales over skills. Sales over skills. And this is going to go hand in hand what we talked about in yesterday's episode. So if you did not listen to that episode, I would suggest you go listen to it now so that you understand what I'm talking about here. This could be a standalone, but listening to yesterday's episode first will help you understand a lot better in context what I'm going to talk about here today. Now, before I get into that, let me tell everybody that I have a daily motivation text message that I send out every single day free of charge to everyone who's in my texting community. So that means you probably want to receive that daily motivation text. All you have to do to get it is text me at the following number, 305-384-6894. I'll send it to you free of charge, straight to your phone every single day, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. My number, once again, 305-384-6894. Now, this topic here today, sales over skills. I touched on this a lot in yesterday's episode. The topic was the business show. Understand that you are in the business of getting your show out there. Whatever your show or art is, you're in the business of getting it out there to the people who need it, not necessarily in the business of doing your art, whatever that thing is. We talked about that in episode 1547, the show that you're in show business. Now, this topic, sales over skills, means exactly what the title says. And this message, I'm going to be honest, this message is going to be a tough pill for many of you to swallow, depending on your position in your respective market. This is going to be a tough one to swallow, especially for those of you who see yourselves as artists. And not only do you see yourself as an artist and you are of the belief that because you are so dedicated to and good at your art, that things should just fall in place business wise because of how good you are at your art, that people should be willing to compensate you better just because you are good at your art. And maybe right now you are frustrated because you are really good at your art, yet you are not receiving the returns on investment, your investments of time, attention, energy, and focus that you would expect given the quality of your art. That's who this message is directed towards here today. And those of you who may already understand this, you should still listen to it so you can check me and let me know if I missed anything or if I got anything wrong. Today's episode is about understanding what you think gets your game seen, heard, and known versus what actually gets your game seen, heard, and known. And often, as we talked about yesterday, and we will talk about this again in the future, it is not necessarily your ability to do the thing that gets you seen, heard, and known. Again, contrary to popular belief. Point number one, topic once again today is sales over skills. I was recently 
reading a book by an author who I admire and I like. I've read this guy's stuff before. I'm not going to say who the author was, but I read his stuff before. I read his articles. I read some of his emails. I've heard him on interviews and stuff. I He had read other written other books that I have read and I liked. So I'm on his email list, get his stuff. So I got this guy's new book, at least one of his newest books. But about a third of the way into the book, I'm reading it and I'm like, this guy is not saying anything new. He's not saying anything unique. This this book is, I mean, it wasn't a bad book, but he wasn't really saying anything. When I read somebody's book, I want to learn something. When I read somebody's book, I want to put the book down and take notes. I want to put the book down and write down an idea. I want to put the book down and say, damn, you know what? I need to apply that to my life right now. I can apply that to my business right now. You know what? That's a new habit that I need to pick up right now. Or you know what? That's something that I had thought about in the past, but I got away from it. But I'm glad I read it in this book because it's reminding me that I need to start doing that again. Or that thing he said is not a new idea to me, but the way he had presented it made me think about it in a different way. And you know what? I might start approaching it differently just because I heard him say that. That's what I want whenever I read somebody's book. It doesn't matter whose it is. And those are the things that I aim to do when you read any one of my books. But I'm reading this guy's book. I'm a third of the way through and it wasn't producing any of those responses from me. And I started to wonder why I had even bought this guy's book in the first place. And my answers led to today's episode. My realization was the following. My purchase of this man's book had absolutely nothing to do with the material inside of the book. I didn't buy the book because it was a great book on the inside, because how would I know how good the book was? I wouldn't know until I'd actually purchased it. I had to buy it to read it after all, right? The reason that I bought this guy's book was not because of the quality of the writing of this particular book. Now, yes, I told you I'd read his other stuff and heard him before. So I had a trust that he was going to give me something enlightening, but that was no, it was, that's not a guarantee that it's going to be enlightening. I bought this guy's book based on what? What I just told you, based on his brand, based on my perception of who he is and what he brings to the table and what he's done in the past and how I feel about his work. That's the reason why I ordered his book. It had nothing to do with what was actually in it, again, because I would never know. It was like a surprise inside. I wouldn't know until I actually get it. My relationship with him as a reader to him as an author is why I bought his book. The way that he talked about the book, and he, I think it was an email that he sent out telling people about his book, and the way that he talked about it moved me to action of actually going and ordering it. That's how he got me to read his book. Now, the quality of his writing and how good of a writer he actually is, regardless of what I tell you here today, even if I told you who it was, has very little to do with how well his book's going to do business-wise. Let me say that sentence once more. How good of a writer this author is has very little to do with how well his book is going to perform market-wise. In other words, how much money he's going to make from his book is not really about how good of a writer he is. Now, yes, given once his book comes out, if people really, really love it, they will leave positive reviews and they'll tell a friend and word of mouth and the book could spread a lot via word of mouth because the book is just so amazing and the people just can't not tell anybody about it. That is possible. And there's also possible on the other end of the spectrum, the book could be so terrible in the eyes of some readers that they're going to tell their friends not to buy it. And they'll go give a zero star review on Amazon, trashing the book, telling how terrible the book is. Nobody should ever read this. It's a complete waste of time. It reads like a second grader wrote it, something like that. Both of those are possible. But really, the thing that's going to sell that book is this author's ability and willingness to execute on selling and marketing his book. And that goes for every other author out there, every other speaker, every other car salesperson, every other landscaper, every other tree cutter, every other house painter, 
every other construction person, every other fill in the blank of what you do for a living. It is really about your ability and willingness to execute on a marketing and sales strategy that sells your stuff. Now, once you get to do it, yes, word of mouth can help. Yes, testimonials can help. Yes, having social proof can and will help. But you will always still be selling and marketing your stuff. And guess what? Word of mouth, testimonials, and social proof are. They are forms of marketing. And marketing leads to selling. Marketing is just the relationship that you have with your audience. I talked about this in episode 1515. You are a marketer. Most recently, I talked about marketing in episode 1768. If you need money, here's how to raise your value in the market. A lot of you can listen to that right now. Episode 1835, the three marketing traffic strategies and how to use each one. Episode 1897, marketing is a lifetime job. And episode number 1364, I talked about rejection marketing, how you draw some people in by turning other people away. That's one that a lot of you thought leaders need to start using ASAP. So you stop sounding like everybody else. The whole point, I'm still on point number one here. Topic once again today is sales over skills is his ability to sell this book or how many books he sells has nothing to do with how good his writing is. But many of you who are authors think your book's going to sell because the writing's good. No, it's not. Because how's anybody going to know? They got to buy it. And this is true even after people read it and review it, because even though I just told you, I'm going to contradict myself with this very point right here. I just told you that word of mouth can help this book sell more. It can help it sell less if people don't like it. But here's the thing. Even after people read the book and they go to leave a review of the book, unconsciously, if you are a fan of this author, as I am, even if I read through this entire book, and I'll tell you what ended up happening when I finished the book, I read through the entire book. And let's say I don't see or hear anything that's really enlightening, nothing really groundbreaking, nothing really different or new. I'm like, yeah, this book was okay. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't terrible. It was just okay. It's in one ear and out the other. I'll forget about it as soon as I'm done with it. Even if I thought that because of my relationship to the author, liking him, liking his work, liking the books that he's written in the past, I probably would not trash his book on Amazon or I wouldn't make a YouTube video trashing this guy's book. Why? Because I like him. I'm not going to trash him. And if I am predisposed to not like him, guess what? Even if I thought the book was good, I'll go trash it on Amazon. I might not even read the book and go trash it on Amazon. You see people do this all the time. But they, if a person is famous enough, someone will go on Amazon and trash your book if they don't like you without even reading your book. And if they do like you, they'll go on Amazon and talk good about you without even reading your book. Now, this is what people do. What do we call this? This is not the internet did not create this. The internet just exacerbated it and gave people a space for it. We call this human nature. When you like someone, you will find positive things to say around and about anything that they do, even if it's objectionable and questionable. And if you don't like someone, you will find a reason to say something negative and trash them, even if what they did is completely objectively positive. This is how human beings are. And none of us is immune to this. Some people are more susceptible than others, but we are, none of us is immune to it. If you like the author, you're going to leave a positive review of the book, even if you think the book was just okay. Even now, I like this author. And though his book didn't give me any breakthroughs, at least at the point that I started thinking up this episode, I would not bash him. I wouldn't bash the book because I like this guy. And this matters a whole lot. It matters more than my or your objective assessment of the material. Many of us think that we make objective assessments of anything that we buy, anything that we do, any person that we look at anything we give an opinion on. We all think we're so damn objective. None of us is objective. No human being is objective. We are all very, very subjective. We are all very emotionally driven, again, some more than others. And then what we do is we make these subjective decisions 
emotionally driven decisions. And then what we do is we come up with logical reasons to defend them so that someone asks us, we can give ourselves a logical reason that makes sense when really it's not our logical minds that made the decision in the first place. It's our subconscious, it's our emotions. This matters a whole, whole lot. 90% of the game that I'm giving you right now is this point right here. 90% of the game is understanding that when people have a positive view of you, then the game becomes super duper easy. It's like you're running downhill. It doesn't even take any energy. You're going to have momentum anyway. Once people agree with you and they believe you, they buy into you, they know you, like you, and trust you, as long as you don't do anything to screw it up, they're going to stay in a positive state with you. This is how it works. This is 90% of the game right here. It is not about your skills. Notice I haven't said anything about skills in this whole first point. Now let's move on to point number two because we're not done. Today's topic, once again, is sales over skills. Number two, your skills do not and will not matter until or unless you get in the room. Let me say that one again. Make sure you heard it. Your skills do not and will not matter until or unless you get in the room. That's when your skills start mattering. You have to sell to get yourself in the room. That's when they actually start mattering. Until then, they don't matter. And if you are a nobody, meaning you're not famous in your space, you don't have to be world famous, but if you're not famous in your space, i.e. you're a nobody, you better be really, really good once you get in the room if you want future opportunities. In other words, if you're able to sell your way into the room, not based off of your name, but based off of, you know, you had some game, you were able to squeeze in there based on game, or at least based on the appearance of having game, you're going to get a shot. You're going to get one shot. You better be good with that one shot so that you get a second, third, fourth, and fifth shot. You got to be good if you're not trading off of your name. To give you an example, your host, me, I am not you know, world famous, let's say, in the, in the speaking industry. We'll just use that as an example. In the speaking industry, I land a speaking gig. It is because somebody heard me somewhere else in the past or because I put myself out there and I was able to sell myself in such a way that someone said, "Okay, I never heard of this guy, but the way that he's presenting his game sounds good enough. Let's give this guy a shot and let's see if he's any good. Now, of course, they can look at my website. They can see my materials. They can listen to this podcast. They can look at videos of me speaking in the past. But you'd be surprised that some of these industries are very archaic in the way that they look at things. and They don't know you no matter how much evidence you present. might be hard to convince them. But let's say I'm able to finagle my way into getting an opportunity, all right, to getting a shot. I'm not famous. I'm, nobody is coming to the conference and buying a ticket because they heard that Dre Baldwin is going to be speaking, right? It's not like Magic Johnson or Troy Aikman is speaking when they say my name. So when I get in the room and I get on the stage, the people are not in the room just because so they can say, hey, I was in the same room as Dre Baldwin because they don't know me. It's not like they can take a picture and say, hey, hey, son, here's Magic Johnson. Hey, husband, wife, here's name somebody else who's famous. Here's Oprah giving a speech. All right. It doesn't matter what they say because they're so famous. People are just happy to be in a room with them. When I get on stage, it does matter what I say because I'm not trading on that. I'm trading on actual skill. So if and when you're able to create an opportunity for yourself based on skill, you damn well better be good. Because if you're not good, you will not get a second opportunity, at least not in that space. And the problem with that is eventually you're going to run out of spaces to get an opportunity in because you've got your one shot at all of them and you were terrible at all of them. They're not calling you back. They're not asking you back. So if you're not famous, you better be damn good. Now, if you're not famous and you are good, here's what happens. Now you get another opportunity and another one and another one. And eventually you can stair step your way to actually having some relative fame in that space simply because you've proven yourself over and over and over again. And many people have done this. 
But once you get in, the more known you are, the less being good matters. Let me say that one again. For all of you out there, again, who are so focused on your skills, on your game, on your art, and this is the work on your game show. I'm telling you this. This is a truth of life. Understand it. This is part of the game. The more known you are in a space, the less good you actually have to be to get another opportunity. You heard me correctly. Now, all the preaching that people give you about hard work, it only matters when you're a nobody who has no clout whatsoever. And just in case any of you is misconstruing what the work on your game message is about. In episode 1139, I told you it takes more than hard work to be a success in life. In case any of you didn't hear me say that. In episode number 618, I told you that your hard work may not be enough. In episode 728, I told you that you have been lied to. Hard work does not beat talent. In episode 1112, I told you hard work is not an achievement. So I've told you these things many times, just in case any of you didn't know, if you may, might be new around here, maybe you forgot something that I said in the past. I am, even though my brand is called work on your game, understand game does not just mean develop skills and work hard and you know, run yourself into the ground with effort. It also means being smart and understanding the game that you're in. So work on your game or what game are we referring to? Because all of us are in more than one game at the same time. So you need to understand what games you're in and understand how those games work. And it's usually not the way that your elementary school teachers and your parents told you they work, unless you have some very exceptional elementary school teachers and parents. Most of us do not. All the preaching people give you by hard work only matters if you're a complete nobody who has no clout whatsoever. Hard work does matter in that sense. But once you get known, you are trading on your name and people will be predisposed to accept and like you just because they already know who you are. This is human nature. You do it. Think about it. Think about the people who you like, who you're a fan of. I'm not talking about people you know personally, but people who you know from afar and you're a fan of them. When you hear somebody say something negative about them, even if the negative thing that person said is true and accurate, you may initially, at least, unconsciously figure out a way to defend that person. Why? Because you like them. This is how it is. And if you don't like a person and somebody says something positive or even neutral about the person, depending on how much you don't like them, you will dislike that comment simply because. You already know that you don't like that person. So you don't want to hear anybody saying anything positive about them because you already decided that you don't like them. Human beings do this all day, every day. Most of us think that we don't do it. We think everybody else does it, but we all do it. But with all this said about game, not mattering as much as your ability to sell in your name, that doesn't mean that I'm telling you to shortchange your audience. You should be good anyway, just off of your own personal principle. Be good and over deliver to your audience and give them substance, even if you're just doing it for an ethical, moral reason just to so you can look yourself in the mirror and know that you gave people what they paid for. But if you are less than famous, you need to have a bag full of substance anyway. All right. You need to do it for business purposes, even if you're not doing it for ethical slash moral purposes. You need to bring a bag full of substance. Your show host, the person you're listening to right now, I am not name brand famous when I step on a stage somewhere or when I put a book out. So I have no choice but to bring substance every time, but I bring substance every time anyway. Even if I did become famous tomorrow, I'm still going to bring substance every day simply because I have conditioned myself to do it through this principle that I talk about in my latest book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. Notice that keyword, decision. I made the decision to give substance on a consistent basis. You can do the same thing. All you got to do is read that book. I'll give it to you free. Just go to thirddaybook.com. The book's free. Just cover the shipping. I'm telling you how this is done. If you are not known enough to trade on fame alone, then you better have a whole lot of substance. Any questions? Point number three, 
Today's topic, once again, is sales over skills. Number three, I talked about this topic before. I will talk about this topic again and again after that. Why? Because it is that important, especially in business. And all of us are in business, whether you know it or not. And if you are an artist at heart, and let me actually let me make clear what I mean when I say artist versus, let's say artist versus a salesperson. An artist is a person who is much more focused on or you enjoy more just doing the thing. You enjoy more making your videos, writing your books, working on the cars, you know, painting the houses, doing the actual landscaping, recording your podcast, writing your books, you know, making your TikTok videos. You just enjoy the art of doing the thing more than you enjoy and more than you are focused on not how do I actually sell, market, and promote the thing. So ask yourself, which one, when you wake up in the morning, which one are you more excited about? The sales, marketing, and promotion of the thing or the actual creation and doing of the thing? If it's sales, marketing, and promotion, then you're more of a marketer salesperson. If it's the the art of doing the thing, then it's you're an artist. Most people are artists in my experience. I know a whole lot of artists who are also in business. If you are an artist at heart, you're that person who wakes up and you're thinking about doing the thing, designing the thing, making the thing, creating the thing, performing the thing. If you're an artist at heart, your understanding of this is going to determine how far your business goes or doesn't go. Personally, I'm about 60, 40 business person slash artist. I'm about 60% business, 40% artist. I used to be, that equation used to be the opposite from what it is. I used to be much more artist than I was business person until I started to understand that a lot of what I was doing as art, my opportunities to do it were driven by how well I could do business. And once I understood that on a logical level, I was able to flip the script in the way that I thought about it because I'm a very analytical person. I think of things on a, a super logical level. If you listen to the show, you probably can understand that already. So I was able to flip it very easily with myself. But people who think on things and believe things more on any deeper emotional level, and maybe that equation is swinging even further in the other direction. It may be harder and take a little bit longer for you to change your mind about this. And maybe you don't even want to change your mind. We talked about this yesterday. I gave you an option if you didn't want to change your mind. And even today, I'll give you another option. You can find someone. If you're that artist and you don't really want to get more into the business side of these things, and you don't like this concept of sales over skills, understand the concept is not going to go away just because you don't like it. Here's what you should do. Let me tell you what not to do. Don't bury your head in the sand like an ostrich and hope that everything goes away. Here's what you should do. Go find someone who is into the business side of things, but who is not so much into the artist side of things. You and that person will make the perfect partnership. You can be the artist. They can be the business person. You be the artist. They be the business person. All right. They are not trying to walk on your turf. They're not going to step on your toes because they're not trying to be the performer like you. And you're not going to step on their toes because you're not trying to be the business person like them. Y'all make the perfect partnership. And there are people out there who are looking for people like you that they can sell. They just have to know you have something that's marketable. Let them figure that out. So if you're that artist, your understanding of this determines how far your business will go. Notice I said your understanding. Notice I didn't say execution because you don't have to execute on this. As I just told you, you can find somebody else who can execute on it, but you need to understand that you need someone who's going to execute on it. If it's not going to be you, there needs to be somebody doing it. You can't just do your art and just hope that things work. All right, that doesn't work. Hope is not a strategy, folks. While I am, in some ways, many ways, an artist, I've always seen myself as a business person. I tell people all the time when I played basketball, you know, people ask me, Dre, do you play ball anymore? I don't play basketball at all to this day. I stopped playing basketball in 2015. I have not played a single game of basketball. No five on five, 
No, I don't go to the court and get up shots. I don't do workouts, drills. I don't play in any leagues, anything like that. I played one game of one-on-one. It's probably maybe three or four years ago. It was some random dude at the court. I was at the court with my girl, and we were just shooting around, just playing, just playing around. We weren't, this was not a workout. We were just playing around and all that. And there was some guy there on the court, and we started playing one-on-one, and I kicked his ass really quick. It was funny. I put it on YouTube. You can look it up. But I don't play basketball at all. And when people ask me, you know, how were you able to just walk away from basketball, you no know, cold turkey, the way that you did, you know, all those drills you did, and all that time you spent in the gym over all those years, how were you able to just walk away from it and just go straight into doing other things business-wise? It is because of this exact point is that I always have always looked at myself as a businessman. Basketball just happened to be the business that I was in for a decade. That was the business I was in, just playing basketball and figuring out a way, how do I generate, how do I make revenue from doing basketball? How do I do business doing basketball? That was the business. But when I decided that basketball was no longer the vehicle for business, I was already already had a head start doing some other things, like not exactly this show, but the kind of things that I talk about on the show, I was already doing through books, through coaching, through courses, through I was putting content out around these things. So I was already doing these things through so speaking gigs. I was already doing this stuff when I stopped playing basketball. So it was easy for me to transition straight from one to the other. I wasn't starting at zero when I came into this out of basketball. But you have to have an understanding of how this business thing goes. I understood that as a basketball player, and I've told you all this, that my basketball career was a business. I understood that how far I was going to go in my basketball career was going to be based on how well I understood the business side of the game. Because one thing that I noticed before I even played professional basketball, before I even finished college, I noticed that there were players who played in the same league or conference as me in college, and they put up really impressive statistics, better stats than I had, but they weren't even getting a look from professional scouts. They weren't getting scouted. They weren't getting contract offers. They couldn't even get an agent, let alone where they get an offer from a team. And they would go to exposure camps and they weren't really, nothing was really happening for them. But these guys had put up impressive stats at the same level that I was playing at. So I understood, I discerned this before I was even graduated from college, that in order for me to play pro, yes, I want to play in college and do my thing, but nothing I do here is actually going to get the attention of pro scouts because people who came before me, they're not getting attention. They got better stats than me. So I'm going to have to do something other than just play here to get some kind of look from pro scouts. So I already had that in mind before I even finished school. So that's when I got out of school and I started going to tryouts and exposure camps and selling myself and talking to agents and all of those things. I knew that was going to be part of the equation. So it didn't bother me when I had to do it. I already knew I was going to have to do that. I realized that the game of pro basketball was not all about skills, at least not at the level that I was at. It was about sales. And sales is the very reason why I had a basketball career. Skills were secondary. That is just absolute truth. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is sales over skills. Number four, I follow up on my earlier point, the point that actually led to this episode. So that book that I was reading that I told you about that I'm saying the author wasn't really saying much in the first no third of the book or so. The book did actually get better as I kept reading. And as I kept reading, the author did share many new ideas that did indeed enlighten me. Some ideas that had me put the book down and write some things down and take some notes and think about how I could do certain things differently, which is what I'm looking for when I read somebody's book. So you could argue that maybe I came up with this topic a little bit too soon. And I built this episode on a false premise of, well, this guy's book wasn't that good, but he was able to sell it to me because the book did end up being good. But no, on the contrary, that is not true. Here's why. Here, it's not true that the, this episode is built on a false premise. I would never have even gotten to the point in the book of getting to the parts where I felt it was actually good. I would never have gotten there 
had I not bought the book in the first place. I had to buy the book to get to the first third and say, all right, this book is okay. Then get through the second and third thirds of the book and say, okay, this book's actually pretty good. The author still had to sell the book to me before I could read any of it, whether the parts that I liked or the parts that didn't really catch my attention. So even though the book ended up being good, skills, it was still sales that got me to read it in the first place. So I want you to burn that idea onto your brain. Once people get a chance to see you artists out there, they will see how great your skills are and they will buy into you and they'll be a fan and hopefully they become customers for life. Right. But until or unless you're able to sell them on paying attention to you, they will never know about your immense skill level. So you have a job to do. And now you know exactly what it is. But all that said, let's recap today's class, which is sales over skills. This might be a tough pill to swallow for some of you, depending on your position and your respective markets, but you need to understand what actually gets you seen, heard, and known, and it is not your ability to do your thing. Number one, I was reading a book by an author who I like. The book wasn't really saying anything new, but I realized that the reason that I bought this book was not because I knew the book was going to be great. It's because this guy did a very good job of marketing and selling the book to me. And marketing and selling to somebody does not necessarily mean you need to be uh, boisterous and be all over the place. This means you need to give the right word to the right person at the right time with the right message so that they can take the right action. So his ability to sell is what got me to read his book, not how great the book actually was, because again, you never know how good the product is until you buy it. You got to buy it first. So even now, even though I like this author, and even if, even if I thought the book was just mediocre, I wouldn't say anything negative about him because I like the guy. And this is how it works. This is politics, folks. Point number two, your skills don't matter until you get in the room. And if you're a nobody, meaning you're not famous in your space, you better be very good once you get your opportunity. Once you become known, you're trading on your name, not on skills, but you should still be good anyway, just off of general principle. Be good at what you're giving so that you're not shortchanging your audience. Point number three, I talked about this before. I will talk about it more. If you're an artist at heart, all right, your understanding of this concept determines how far your business will go, that you must sell in order to show off your skill. You don't show off your skill in order to sell. You sell to show off your skill. Everybody follow me? And I've realized that even in, as an athlete, my career was going to be based on my ability to sell simply because I saw other players at my level in college who were not able to even get a look from professional teams, even though they were very good players. And they had put up better stats in college than I put up in college, but they weren't able to get a look. And I realized, well, these guys don't know how to sell themselves. I knew how to sell myself. And so I figured I'll combine my skill level, which was comparable with my ability to sell myself, which was way better. And that was the magic formula that made things work for me. Skills were secondary. Point number four, and a follow up on that first point, I kept reading the book that I was reading actually got better. And author did share some new ideas that were enlightening. So I can give myself a pat on the back for being a good discerner of this book being a good book because it did end up being good. But the point is, I would never have gotten to that point in the book, even had I not bought it in the first place. That author still had to sell the book to me before I could get around to the point of reading it and seeing how good it actually was. So though the book ended up being good, it was still a sale that got me to read it. Burn this idea onto your brain. Your selling ability will open the door for you to show off your skill ability. All this said, text me. Get my daily motivation text free of charge every day to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And when you are ready to learn, and I think some of you are ready right now, to learn how to sell yourself, sell your game. Get your stuff out there to the world so that the people who need your skill can actually experience it. Understand you got to sell to them first, then they will understand the skill. Join me at workonyourgameuniversity.com. I have one-on-one options where you can work with me directly. Group coaching options, you can work with me directly. Both of those, that's Bulletproof Mastermind, third-day coaching, both available at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work.
on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.